In today's show, we're here to look at the injuries around the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. It's time for us to go around the NBA, look at all 30 teams, talk about injuries. A lot of updates there and talk about what we can do with it for fantasy as we head into these last few weeks of the season. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start in Atlanta, where Bogdan Bogdanovich is appearing on the injury report again, this time for a quad, not a knee, not an ankle, not a um, calf, not whatever other bullshit's been going on all season. He's been relatively healthy, but there's always little things that seem to be appearing for him. He's been great. Minutes have been strong. He's had a little bit of a dip with his shooting, but look, if he is out, it just means you get more for DeLon Wright, more for Kevin Herter in that situation. Lou Williams is out for personal reasons. They basically list him out for personal reasons in one game of the back-to-back every time because they say we're not going to play in the back-to-back and we don't want you sitting there in uniform, so we just scratch him. I don't know why they just don't say it as rest, but that's what they do for some reason, unless this is something completely different. There's something actually wrong, and in that case, we hope everything's all right, Lou. Basically, they just list him out on a back-to-back, usually um, usually for personal reasons. Although they didn't last back-to-back, so maybe I'm talking out of uh, out of turn here. Johnny Collins is dealing with this torn plantar fasciitis, as well as the ring finger issue. I, I don't expect John Collins to play in the regular season. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't expect him to be there at all. So you, uh, you've got that value increase for DeAndre Hunter and for Dylan Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich. Even a little bit of someone like Dillon Wright and a couple of extra minutes for Onyeka Okongwu in that situation with Collins's absence. But that's uh, that's where we're sitting. You can go ahead and drop John Collins. I think you'll all be uh, well aware of that at this point. For the Boston Celtics, they're relatively healthy. Last game, Marcus Smart did sit out against the Thunder due to illness. I'm going to guess part of that was it was because it was the Thunder and it was a back-to-back. Not saying he wasn't sick, but I think he might be ready to go as we move forward. Rob Williams is the cautionary one because they initially said it was some rest with his knee to sit out on Monday with his patella. But then Ime Yudoka said, yeah, he sort of um, heard it going up for an alley-oop at one point and you could see him grimacing there. So they do play Wednesday and then they don't play again until Sunday. So this is if this is your championship week and we get news that Williams is going to miss Wednesday, I don't think you need to hold someone for Thursday, Friday, Saturday for all zeros there. Um, for the rest of the week. Now, he is really good, of course. And it's going to depend how you use that roster spot because it depends how many ads you've got. If you've got one ad left, you get two games out of someone Thursday through Saturday versus one game from Rob Williams. And in general, a one game from Rob Williams is probably going to be better than two games of a waiver wire guy, but not always. So that's what you've got to look into. This is only if he does miss that Wednesday game. That's something that you can take into consideration when looking. That's only if your finals end this week, of course. Otherwise, you're holding on to the Rock DJ um, pretty tightly. Let's look at Brooklyn. 
No update on Seth Curry's ankle, which he hurt yesterday. They seem to think it's not that serious, but remember he just came off missing three games uh, due to an ankle injury before that. He came back for one game and then hurt it the next game. So I would expect he misses some of these games. They've got a two-game road trip here out to uh, Memphis and Miami on Wednesday and Saturday. That means you're going to get a bit of a boost for Cam Thomas, but because Kyrie Irving returns for those two games, that Irving will basically just take Seth Curry's minutes if he is indeed out. Drummond is dealing with an illness. He missed Monday's game. With him out, we had Claxton and Griffin handling those center minutes, and Claxton was a 12-team guy, but there's no indication that Drummond's going to miss more time here. Aldridge is out for at least the end of the week. Surely people have dropped LaMarcus Aldridge by now. Um, no need to be holding on to him with uh, this absence and you know, the fact that he's old and he's got a hip problem. Ben Simmons um, herniated disc in his back. I, I honestly, I know Steve Nash is giving um, optimism that Simmons will play in the regular season. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. We're, it's two and a half weeks until the end of the regular season and the dude's not practicing, not moving, not jumping, not doing anything. I honestly just don't think he's... Maybe he can come back at some point in the playoffs. I would be very, very skeptical of that. I've also got Joe Harris on here just to let you know that he did have that second surgery. So that is done and he should be ready for training camp next year. So that surgery is done and in the books. Gordon Haywood remains out for Charlotte. We're just not hearing anything. Like All we hear is the Hornets put out an injury report and says Gordon Haywood out. This has been weeks now. He's obviously a drop. I don't know if he's going to play in the regular season. You would have to think he's out for the rest of this week. Um, probably out next week. But again, we're just not hearing. We just don't know when he's going to be back, and it's been a long time. In his absence, you know, Cody Martin's playing a lot of minutes. Kelly Oubre is not. He's been shocking. In fact, Oubre has played one game over 20 minutes in the last six. It's Martin, McDaniels, and even Isaiah Thomas getting some of that extra playing time with Gordo out and again yeah he's been a clear clear drop for a while as has Lonzo Ball but if you needed any more indication to drop Lonzo Ball you should have it now when they said um yeah they're going to back off running for 10 days <laughs> all right like there's 20 days left of the season or whatever it is so if he's not going to run for 10 days he's not playing in the regular season so yeah um as unfortunate as it is and as good as what Lonzo Ball was this season you can uh, very comfortably drop him if for some reason you were still hanging on. And, uh, kudos to you for having so much faith in him at returning. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You you know, I know you're going to love this because it just simplifies the whole process. It's not about fitting things into a salary cap. It's about going in there and looking at individual player props, whether that's points or rebounds or assists or steals or block, looking at the number that Price Picks puts up and going, yep, over or under. Simple as that. You just pick two to five players, put them together in one entry, and you can win up to 10 times back if you are successful. Entries can be done in 60 seconds. Withdrawals are safe and fast as well. And you can do mixed sport as well. So it's not just basketball. Put other sports in there. Baseball can mix in with basketball, with college basketball, with major league soccer, with golf, with whatever. Chuck them all together. For a limited time, PricePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. You get 50 bucks for free if a player in your first PricePix entry scores a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. So sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go to Cleveland. We had an update on Jared Allen a couple of days ago. They said, no, there's still no timetable for his return. 
The update before that was like, oh, we hope he's back for the playoffs. As I said, at the time of his injury, and then when that update came through, I don't think you need to be holding on to him. I don't think he's back this week. I don't think he's back next week. Maybe you get him back at the start of April. I'd be, I am pretty doubtful of that, to be honest. We're just not really hearing uh, anything positive trending in that direction. Dean Wade is out for the rest of the regular season with a meniscus issue. Um, he was filling in for the absence of Allen and then for the absence of Levert at some point. Like he was just filling in and getting maybe 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Obviously, that value is now cooked. They're going with Lamar Stevens in that spot. That doesn't make him a 12-team league guy, even though he played well last game. That was a game where Levert and Mobley both lost about 20 combined minutes due to foul trouble, and Stevens just picked up that playing time. Rondo's out again with a sprained ankle. Obviously, the dude's 100 years old. He can't stay healthy. He's not good. And they're playing, they were playing Brandon Goodwin in his spot. They should continue to play Brandon Goodwin in his, in his spot. But, yeah, who knows whether they actually will do that um, or, or not, whether they'll go back to and roll the dice with Rondo, which I think is a pretty foolish decision. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is out today. That ankle has bothered him for a while. And they're just, I guess, treating, uh, not today, sorry, out for Wednesday's game against the Rockets. They're treating the Rockets game like, hey, we know Houston doesn't want to win, even though they had a big game last time. And we think we can get by without Luka, and we need to manage this ankle problem with uh, the Wolves and the Jazz coming up across the weekend. Luka might have a couple more days off down the end of the season. If we look at their schedule, they have a game against the Wizards, a game against the Pistons, and a game against the Blazers, and the last game of the season is against the Spurs. So they end the season with Wizards, Bucks, Pistons, Blazers, Spurs. Luka could sit three of those five games very easily if this ankle's still a problem because there's some very easy, winnable games there. San Antonio won't be trying, Portland won't be, Detroit won't be, and Washington won't be. So there's some real opportunities there, which is going to dick you in fantasy, but just be aware of that. Davis Bertans is out with a knee injury. Surely nobody was using him in fantasy anyway. Tim Hardaway is not returning this regular season. Not official, but he's not returning. And Theo Pinson dealing with this finger issue, which has had him out for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they just won't rule him out for any length of time, which is frustrating for me, trying to set projections. Not that Theo Pinson's a big part of it, but just give me an idea, man. Just tell me that he's out. That'd be great. Let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Jermichael Green is listed as probable for today with a hip issue. We expect him to play. Maga Porter Jr., no real firm update on when he's going to return. Like, maybe he's able to return this weekend, but I highly doubt it. Again, there's just always, there's been, I think, a bit too much hype about this return, and we're just not seeing it come to fruition. As I said, when all the news came out, I wouldn't have bothered adding him. I still wouldn't bother adding him. I wouldn't bother holding him. He's a clear drop to me. I just don't think he's coming back playing enough or playing enough minutes in those games that he actually does play. That could be wrong. Maybe he is back for their game on Thursday. I don't know. We'll find out but I'm just not expecting it. Zeke Naji has been out for a long time. Came back, played 20 minutes, and then out again with this knee problem. I get the feeling that he's just not going to see action the rest of this regular season. He was starting to play really well. He'd pushed Michael Green out of the rotation. And uh, yeah, now this knee issue has really flared up. Vlako Chanchar says he'd be back before the end of the regular season. That's cool. He's not going to play anyway. And the headmaster, Jamal Murray, I, he's not going to play this regular season would be my guess. And again, if you are holding on to him and he's holding into one of your uh, IL slots or he's got even worse, sitting on your bench taking zeros, please pull the pin, bite the bullet. He's got to go. Even if he comes back, do you think Jamal Murray is playing 30 minutes a night within the next three weeks? If your answer is yes, 
Uh, good luck to you. Appreciate your opinion. You're wrong, but I appreciate your opinion nonetheless. Let's look at the Detroit Pistons. The Sly Hog, Cade Cunningham. My name is Richie Cunningham. Um, I don't know why I've got him on this list because that's an old list. So I apologize. I don't know why other list hasn't saved. I'm going to go and adjust that. Although, you know what? No, no, let's not adjust it because um, most of these injuries are the same. Cunningham, he's fine. All right, my old, my list didn't save. That's fine. Cunningham's fine. Stewart is fine. Killian Hayes is fine. Hamadou Diallo gave us an update. Oh, uh, now yeah. for completeness, I, I should go put the real graphic up, shouldn't I? All right, that's much better now. Jeremy Grant dealing with this fake knee soreness. He's missed two of the last three games. Um, they have games where he would definitely sit out coming up. They've got a back-to-back that's against the Thunder. He definitely won't play that one. There's a game against the Pacers he won't play. Um, there's a game against the Wizards he probably won't play on Friday. There's a game against the Knicks on Sunday he may not play. So I think we can rule him out one, two, three, four, at least four games. Probably probably more than that, I would guess, as we move forward as this uh, dreaded seasonal knee inflammation strikes him down yet again. I'm not saying that you should necessarily drop Jeremy Grant, but I think we have to start considering that. Yeah, there's two more games this week, for three more games this week for the Pistons, so I wouldn't drop yet, but the likelihood of him playing in all three of those is pretty bloody low, I would think. Corey Joseph, he had to rest that game on Monday after, you know, not playing on Sunday. So I don't know what was going on there. Maybe he was, um, maybe he's just a bit tired. I'm not tired. Ah, maybe he was just pissed off. Who knows? Or maybe they're just blatantly tanking. But you know what? The best way to lose games is to play Corey Joseph 30 minutes. So I don't know what they're going to do here. Again, we're not looking at him as a 12-team league guy. The only thing that Corey Joseph does for fantasy is nullifies Killian Hayes, which is frustrating. So hopefully they don't play him and they will sit him some games for sure. But it's Dwayne Casey, so dumb shit is going to happen all the time. Kelly Linick rested last game for an ankle issue. So whenever Grant or Joseph are out, expect Linick to be out. That's going to boost Isaiah Livers. He's playing time, but he's only going to be a deeper league player. Frank Jackson with a back injury. They gave an update today saying, oh, we hope he's back before the end of the season. All right, like you can't see me at the moment, but I am doing the jerk-off motion. Yeah, Frank Jackson's going to come back. No worries. And Hamadou Diallo, the same update. Oh, yeah, no, we hope he's back. All right, cool. No worries. Yeah, we hope he's back in 2022, uh, October. So obviously, Diallo and Jackson, we don't need to hold them. And Chris Smith, who hasn't played a game this season coming off an ACL injury, he's also listed on the injury report. I really don't think that we're going to see him in any action this season. The Golden State Warriors, they do play today. There's a few names on that injury report. Andy Wiggins is probable with a uh, knee contusion. So hopefully he's ready to go. He missed two games um, last week with an illness, but now he's got a knee issue, so he should be all right. The doctor, Gaz Payton, is off the injury report with that knee problem that's kept him out for about two weeks. They do have a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. I wouldn't expect him off a knee injury to play in both of those, but we don't know that. Moses Moody dealing with his shoulder issue. When you look at Moody Moody, Moody Moody, 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 Moses Moody, Moses Moody. He missed last game Sunday. There is an opportunity for 20 minutes or so for Moody because of Curry's injury. Um, whether he is actually healthy enough to play remains another question, and I don't think he's going to be much of a fantasy asset. I'm not expecting Andre Iguodala to play in the regular season. This back issue has gone on for months now. 
Maybe he comes back at some point. I'm just not expecting it. And then Steph Curry with his foot injury. Again, it is really tough to hold Steph. I don't know when he's going. They're claiming that he's hoping to be back before the playoffs and he's working hard and maybe he's going to be there. And that's true. But he won't be here this week. He probably won't be there next week. Maybe you get him in that week starting the 3rd of April. And if your season goes to then, good luck to you. But otherwise, I just don't think you can expect him to be here this week or even next week. And that would make it very hard to hold. And of course, if you've got an open injured slot, then he's a guy you hold because the talent there is unbelievable. right? You hold him over a Jeremy Grant, for example. But... You know, I'm just not expecting it. And on it, James Wiseman, there's no way that he's playing games. He came back in the G League, played two games there, and then he flared up again. Um, a, he's not good enough to force into a rotation when he hasn't played all year. And B, I just don't think the knee, if it's not recovering, he's already had two setbacks with it now. Um, I just don't think that we're getting any action from James Wiseman this season, which is obviously um, pretty bad for his development as we move forward. Guys, I got the best notification I could possibly get today. My Built Bar box is on the way. So that means hopefully we are getting a box opening coming soon because Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. When you're trying to get ripped and trying to have a physique as chiseled as mine, you need to make sure you're getting Built Bars because they are protein bars that don't taste like a chore to eat. They taste like a candy bar, but they're low in calories, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein in each bar, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, plus they're puffs. Have you tried that? Protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. Great flavors right across the board. So many delicious things to have with Built Bar. And right now you can get it for 15%. So head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will save 15% off your order. Built Bar is built different. Let's go to Houston. It's only one injury there, amazingly. And it is Usman Garuba, who after being out for a long time with a wrist injury, is now dealing with uh, an ankle problem that's going to keep him out, I would guess, for the rest of the regular season. Eric Gordon actually returned to action. Let's see how long he stays in the lineup before succumbing to some groin slash knee slash ankle issue. But he is back. Obviously, we're only using him for deep stream things. I don't think they're just going to sit Christian Wood down. I've said this at all. He needs to actually get hurt like he was last season. I don't think they're just going to sit him down as much as I would love for them to just be playing Shangun. And it looks like they're just going to keep playing Dennis Schroeder too many minutes. So that's going to impact Joshi Christopher until an injury occurs there. For the Indiana Pacers, Malcolm Brogo Brogdon. He just was too tired last game. Just couldn't do it. Does he get the Baratheon? Let's Baratheon him. I'm not tired. Wasn't even a back-to-back. So he played Tuesday, he played Friday, he sat on Sunday, and he next plays on Wednesday. So just getting a nice five-day weekend in the middle there for Brogo. This is going to be the issue with him as we move forward. There's back-to-backs coming up. There is no way that he is playing in that back-to-back Wednesday, Thursday. There's going to be no way he plays in the back-to-back to end the season as well. And there'll probably be some other random rest days in there as well for Brogdon. So just yeah, be, be aware of that. Be aware that he's going to be sitting... Um, yeah, plenty of time uh, for the rest of this season. And that's going to be impactful for you. You still have to hold him because the production is so good on those, or has been so good on those games that he played. But there's going to be at least those two games missed, plus probably a few others. Other injuries, Chris Duarte with that toe, it's obviously not right at all for him at, at this stage. So we're still... Um, we're still waiting for him to be back. He's played, what, three games in about the last three weeks, and only one of those has gone over 20 minutes. Um, there's no reason to be rostering Chris Duarte in 12-team leagues. 
he just isn't good enough and he's hurt. Isaiah Jackson with a concussion. This is a question I get often asked. Hey, how long's the concussion protocol? Like nobody knows. There is no set time on the concussion protocol. So there's no, let's guess how long he's going to be out. At this point, maybe he's back for Thursday, but I don't know. You're in the finals. Can you bother holding on to Isaiah Jackson? Eh, probably not. That means that you're streaming in the dart. Goga Badadze, deeper leagues are streaming in the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor. Jalen Smith is already a 12-team league guy, and Brissett pushes a little bit higher into that discussion. I don't think Miles Turner's playing this year. I just, honestly, I can't see how he's going to play or why he's going to play at this point. I thought if they could have got him back straight after, straight after All-Star, they would have let him and Halliburton run for two months and see how it goes. But we're talking two and a half weeks here, uh, maybe two weeks for him to come back. There's no point pushing through a broken foot for that. So he's not going to play. TJ Warren's officially not going to play the rest of the season. And TJ McConnell, unofficially, is not going to play the rest of the season. Paul George. Yes, now he's doing some practices with coaches. All right, so when do we get practices with the team? When is he taking full contact? Like, when is that happening? We don't know. I'd be highly skeptical of Paul George playing in the regular season. And even if he does, it's not going to be this week. And it's probably not going to be next week. So just, again, he's an iffy one because there is some progress being made here. It's not particularly fast progress. Remember, he was getting that update post-All-Star. Oh, no, yeah, we'll get an update, and then in two weeks, he'll be ready to go. Right, we're four weeks past that. So it obviously hasn't healed exactly as they've wanted, and there is slow movement being made here, but we're still, it feels like, a way away from him returning. Norman Powell hasn't been any update on him and that broken foot. I didn't expect him to play when he broke it. Um, I still don't expect him to play. Now, not a guy to hold, obviously, with that broken foot. Kawhi Leonard's not playing this regular season, not official, but... Official and Jason Preston is he going to? Play? I don't think he's going to play a single second with that broken foot. Unfortunately for him in his rookie season, for the Los Angeles Lakers, well they're sort of getting healthy. Sort of. There's only three guys in the injury report. That's not true. LeBron has of course appeared as questionable. He's going to be questionable every single game and he's going to play every single game. Basically, it appears at this point he's playing 40 minutes a night. He's playing back to backs, but he's appearing on the injury report. Talon Horton Tucker is questionable with the ankle issue. He's played. Um, one out of the last three games, and then the game before that, he had to leave early. He's had some moments of being a streamer, but it hasn't been consistent. Anthony Davis, yeah, he's taking some shots on court, but he's not really doing full movement drills or anything like that. Be pretty surprised if he plays at least before like the 7th of April. I wouldn't expect him back before then with that foot sprain. So again, very hard to hold through that situation. While Kendrick Nunn, uh, just, just wait till he's back. Then the Lakers season's going to be saved. I uh, I don't know actually what happened to his knee. I don't know why it's taken this long, um, but it doesn't appear like we're going to see Kendrick Nunn play this season. The Grizzlies, last game, Jar Morant sat out due to knee soreness. He had a back soreness two games before that. Hasn't been a little great stretch here from Jar, um, where he had the missed game with a back, had to leave a game early with a back, and then sat out with knee soreness. Yes, it was against the, the two games he missed were against the Pacers and the Rockets. Um, and they do have another game on a back-to-back against the Pacers coming up. So I'd be a little bit cautious about that one. And then all the rest of their games are tough. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Golden State, San Antonio, maybe you could sit. Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, Pelicans, Celtics. So I think you have a level of hope that maybe those two games were sat down because they looked at the schedule and went, all right, there are some tough ones coming up for us. 
and let's get some rest in while we can. That's my take on that. Killian Tilly is dealing with a knee issue. I don't think we're really going to see him play this season. Of course, the knee had been a problem for him coming into the NBA. He played some minutes earlier this season, but that's not going to impact most fantasy leagues, of course. The Miami Heat. Victor Oladipo is now out with unrelated issues. Back spasms. He's missed the last two games with back spasms. He's played four games since he returned, and he sat three games in that seven-game period. This is why I said, do not bother adding Victor Oladipo. Limited minutes, missed games, and now another injury is popping up. Oh, he's also not that good anymore. So yeah, please, you don't need to be holding on to Victor Oladipo. Gabe Vincent missed last game with a toe issue. Vincent, Struess, Martin, all those guys, the minutes are going to be very, very variable. That sounds terrible, but it is a legit sentence. So it is hard to get you know, too excited about guys like that, especially with that uncertainty. And then when Oladipo's in that mix and when he plays, how do those minutes get distributed? Vincent's only really useful to me when Lowry is out. Even when Butler's out and they do decide to start Vincent, he doesn't really thrive in that role. Now, Butler apparently yesterday was seen, uh, not seen, he was walking into the press conference and was limping pretty heavily. So we're going to get some toe irritation or you know, hurt feelings of his ankle, or um, you know, uh, a bone graze, or some other made-up injury. Who knows what's going to happen? Not made up, but injuries that sound stupid, which is a lot of the injuries that he's had this season. So don't be surprised if Jim Butler misses some more time. That was the takeaway there for the Bucks. Yanni Antetokounmpo missed the last game. Giannis Antetokounmpo with um, knee soreness. We know he's had these knee issues for a while now. Hopefully, they're okay as we move forward, but don't be surprised if there are some games off down the stretch here. They play a Pistons game on the 8th of April, which is almost no way he is playing in. Chris Middleton's going to miss today's game against the Bulls with a wrist issue. I think they're in a little bit of maintenance mode here at this point. Brooke Lopez obviously back, but still playing limited minutes. For the Timberwolves, Jaden McDaniels with his ankle. I don't expect Jaden McDaniels to play in this regular season. So it's Jared Vanderbilt Bar and Torian Prince who are getting boosts there. While McKinley Wright, the fourth, is dealing with an UCL, very much the same as Paul George, and he's not going to play anyway. On to the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram. Hopefully we get an update on this bloke's hamstring soon because he's missed a couple of weeks, which is a decent time for hamstring. It's about the right time frame. And this should be around the time he's returning for Thursday's game, but we don't know. If I had to guess, there is a back-to-back the weekend for them so against the Spurs and Lakers at home. I would be... I'd actually plan that he doesn't play this week, and then he's back for the game next Wednesday against the Blazers. That would be my guess. They have the Bulls on Thursday, then they've got the Spurs and the Lakers. Maybe they think they can handle those games. Maybe he's back for that Lakers game. But I wouldn't, I'd plan for him not to play this weekend, Ingram. Zion Williamson officially ruled out for the season, so an absolutely lost year for Zion. Thanks to David Griffin for the comment at the start of the year that he'll be back for the start of the season. So those of us who drafted uh, early October and September, well, yeah, hey, let's take Zion in round four and he should be right to go. Obviously, that was uh, bullshit. And then Larry Nance. I don't really see Larry Nance coming back this season. We've had absolutely no updates on him whatsoever after that knee surgery that Portland determined didn't need surgery. Then as soon as he was traded, it did need surgery. So I don't know if that situation's just been fucked around by, I don't know, misdiagnoses or whatever. His knee's been a problem for a long time and there's obviously no reason to be holding on to Larry Nance. Let's go to the New York Knickerbockers. Julius Randle. A surprise addition to the injury report for today with a quad issue against the Hawks. Um, He'd been playing a lot of minutes, so it hadn't been hampering him in that way. We have to watch that, but that means that Obi Toppin really becomes an interesting streamer. 
Um, yeah, it becomes a very, very interesting stream option in this situation. So keep an eye there. Now, I think, again, I'll say this not to like you know, call out the, the, the bloke who, who said it, but it's just to, to show you, illustrate different thought processes that people have or ways that you can maybe take advantage of people in fantasy leagues. Not saying to this poor guy, but he's like a Randall's out. So who do they start quickly or Sims? It's like, what? They've got a top 10 power forward who plays his minutes exclusively behind Randall that they'll jump in there. Is Jericho Sims listed as a power forward on fantasy sites? Yes. So people often will use that and go, well, Jericho Sims is getting these minutes now, these 20 minutes a night. So he'll just come and play next to Mitchell Robinson as that starter. So you've got to use sometimes these things to your advantage. And and when I you know, I'll often say things, oh, that's no one, no league is ever going to do that. There is wild varieties of opinions right across fantasy. And it's about inquiring and poking and prodding and trying to find where that lies to try and get that advantage for your team. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jericho Sims does start. Maybe quickly does start and they play Barrett at the four. I really doubt that they do, but maybe they do. But I think that yeah, there is ways to get some extra value on your team. Anyway, top on a good stream for today. Nerlens Noel with that plantar fascia slash foot issue, whatever they want to call it. I don't think he's playing this season. And honestly, we're getting to the spot here with Derek Rose that I don't think we should be expecting Derek Rose to suit up this year. Yeah, we heard that he was coming back. Then he had to go for the second surgery. And now it's like, oh, he's still a fair way away. They're not playing for anything. They're not making the playoffs. Derek Rose has had persistent ankle problems. I honestly, as, as ridiculous as Thibodeau can be at times with injuries, I don't think he's pushing Derek Rose back early to get two games in of 20 minutes. I, I don't think they're going to do that. So yeah, if you're waiting for Derek Rose to come and save your season, I think you can move on. The Thunder, Shea Gildas-Alexander with an ankle problem, who they say continually gets sore after every game. Um, they play against the Magic on Wednesday. How sore do you reckon his ankle's going to be in that one? Pretty bloody sore, I reckon. There is no chance that he is playing on Wednesday. He, he He's not getting shut down. He wants to play. They want him to play, but they will strategically rest him. So he's going to sit that game against Orlando, I'm pretty sure. He's probably going to sit the game against Detroit on the 1st of April. There's a game against the Blazers on the 5th of April, which is the first of a back-to-back, and you'll sit that one as well. And he probably sits maybe the the uh, LA homestand, or the, sorry, the LA road trip. Uh, maybe he sits those ones. But he's going to sit a lot of games. So you're going to get that opportunity for Trey Mann to step up. You're going to get deeper leagues looking at Vic Krejci and uh, Lindy Waters and Teo Maladon stepping up, and then more usage for Pokyshevsky in those games that Shea does miss. I don't expect Josh Giddy to return this season now. Again, we're just pushing too close to the end. There's two and a half weeks to go. He still looks like he's at least another week and a half away. And I don't think he's rushing back for that last week. Olivier Saar, the incantation. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. He missed last game due to the flu. It's very hard to trust the minutes there. Um, actually, that's not true. We can't trust they're going to go over 20, but maybe they're going to be 18 most nights. And him and Roby will dick us around until the end of time, it looks like. Just back on Giddy, though, I, I don't know for sure that he's not coming back, but I would feel pretty comfortable, as I said, when the injury happened. The bloke's not good enough to hold through a level of uncertainty that you have to drop him. Now, you got. To, I still think you have to drop him. I don't really see the point in holding on to him. Again, unless you've got open injured slots. I don't think Jeremiah Robinson Earl's playing. Derek Favors is definitely not going to play, and Kenridge Williams is not going to play. They're just not going to play the rest of the year um, as they just keep getting ruled out day in advance, day in advance. Like, they're just not going to play would be my guess. Let's look at the magic. And wouldn't you know it, Jonathan Isaac had to have another surgery, this time on his hamstring. 
from all that standing, something happened to his hamstring. I don't know what. I don't know where this happened. So was this is this why he didn't come back? The setback they didn't tell us about for the last 18 months? What what is what's going on with this bloke? Where did this hamstring injury come from? I know that we've already dropped him. He's already out for the season. You should have dropped him literally months ago. But to say, oh, ah, by the way, just a surgery on the hammy now. What? Oh, that's frustrating. So maybe that was the setback. Jalen Suggs is dealing with this right ankle bone bruise. It's already cost him three. He's ruled out for Tuesday. I would not expect him to play rest of this week. He's not good enough to hold. This means that Roderick Hampton gets minutes. It means that Roderick Hampton does nothing in those minutes, but it means he gets those minutes and you get more value there for Cole Anthony and probably a little bit of a cross for, for Markel Fultz, who's still not going to play big minutes, Fultzy. But um, yeah, that does help, I guess, Cole Anthony somewhat without Jalen Suggs, who honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the end of the year for Jalen. Onto the sixes. James Harden and Joel Embiid rested last game, so they'll be fine moving forward. There might be another rest or two for those guys as we move forward. So if we have a look at their schedule, there is a back-to-back Charlotte-Cleveland on the 2nd and 3rd of April, and there's a back-to-back to end the year against the Pacers and the Pistons. There's no way they are playing both those games. In fact, there's almost no way they're playing... Um, well, yeah, I said there's no way they're playing in, in both of them. There's no, I think there's no chance they play either of them, to be honest, which... I know is a linguistic challenge and my brain was dying there trying to figure it out. But what I'm trying to say is there's at least one game that they'll sit there and I think they'd probably sit both of them. Plus one of those back-to-backs, Charlotte-Cleveland um, in the middle of April, that's second and third. So that would be my expectation. And then, because I just don't get to do it enough, the package, Jaden Springer. The package! He's still dealing with a groin issue. He's barely played all season and he, yeah, he won't play much this season, if at all, unfortunately for him. Let's go to the... Phoenix Suns, which is, I'm sure, what you wanted to hear about. Chris Paul, he's been practicing. Could he return Wednesday? Yeah. Does it look like he's almost definitely going to be back on Thursday? I would say so. I would be pretty shocked at this point, given the way the reporting is going. I'd be pretty surprised if Chris Paul isn't playing this week, which is awesome to have him back this quickly. Um, we, we hope it's the case. We hope we're not being uh, dicked around. Does that mean that we drop Cameron Payne? Probably. Yeah, we, we, we probably do. But, you know, I, and I, as I said the other day, like I did it. I dropped pain. Um, I dropped pain to add Paul in a league. It's a risk, but I was, I was going balls out trying to do it, trying to get the win in that league. Um, but yeah, it looks like Chris Paul's going to be back in the next game or two. Jay Crowder also practiced. He's questionable for Wednesday. If he is out, then we are looking at a stream of Tory Craig. Cam Johnson's doubtful. This is a really long-term thing, it looks like. It's already been weeks, and nothing is positive coming out of this from Cam Johnson. I don't think you need to hold on to him. Um, and then campaign is questionable with an illness. I think he did practice as well, so he should be ready to go. He's got value if Paul sits. Otherwise, it'd be really hard for me to look at him as a must-roster guy. Frank Kaminsky probably won't play, and Gabriel Lundberg either. Onto the Blazers, where there's going to be weird shit happen all the rest of the year. Josh Hart's going to miss games. He's dealing with a knee issue, so just... Pencil him in for missed games in the two back-to-backs. They've got a Friday, Saturday back-to-back, both against the Rockets. Don't be shocked if he sits both of those. They've got another back-to-back on the 7th and 8th of April against the Pelicans and the Mavericks. He'll sit one of those for sure. They've got a game against the Thunder on the 28th of March. Don't be shocked if he's out of that one. And then the other games, there's two against the Spurs, uh, Pelicans and Jazz. So maybe even those Spurs games, he sits one of those. 
they've got a weird schedule where they play the Rockets two in a row, then they play the Thunder Pelicans, then they play the Spurs two in a row. It's a weird schedule. Anyway, expect a lot of time off for him. So that helps Brandon Williams. It helps Chris Dunn. It helps CJ Allaby as stream options there. Anthony Simons, we haven't had an update. I haven't personally had any update there. I would be, at this point, he's not playing this week. I would be stunned if he is back next week. And I just don't think he's going to play this season. It's it's very tough for me to believe that. Didi Lozada still dealing with a knee issue. That's cool. Damian Lillard officially ruled out for the season. Yusuf Nurkic, not officially, but he's not playing this year, so you can rule him out. And Eric Bledsoe's fake Achilles injury, he's not going to play this season, would be my estimation there. The Sacramento Kings. Bit of an update today on De'Aaron Fox. He is doubtful for their game on Wednesday with his hand issue. And the wording of the tweet from James Ham was that, to, to me, I read it that he's doubtful to play on this road trip. I don't know that that's exactly how he meant it to sound, but that's how I viewed it. So that means he could be out the next five. And do not be shocked if Fox is done for the season. Do not drop De'Aaron Fox. But if this is your finals week, he's got one game now. At most, one game, maybe zero. You, you actually might need to do it for with one game. If you think you can get through this week, maybe he's back next week. Some clarity on it would be great. But he might play one game this week. So Davion Mitchell, Dante DiVincenzo, they can have value. Again, the problem is there's only two games this week. So do you want to add Davion for this week for two games? Do you want to add Damian Jones for two games? Do you want to add DiVincenzo for two games? I don't know if that's worth it. That's the, that's the real problem here. Once we get to like Friday and we can add for Saturday with the expectation that Sabonis and Fox aren't playing, then it becomes more useful because the Kings have four games the week after, and you might get some really good value from Damo and uh, from Davion in that situation. Sabonis has said ruled out for these five games. I honestly just don't think Demontis Sabonis is playing again this season. There's no reason for him to play, so I think you can drop him. And Rashawn Holmes is out for the season with personal issues. Um, Hopefully he's okay. For the San Antonio Spurs, Lonnie Walker has been ruled out due to back spasms for tomorrow's game. Um, Keita Bates-Diop is probable, while Romeo Langford is out. Langford's been out for a long time with this hamstring issue, so we don't expect him back anytime soon. And Doug McDermott out with the ankle problem. They have um, one back-to-back to end the season, and in that one, I don't expect Murray or Pirtle or Keldon Johnson to play. They might also have another rest at some point, but they don't have any other back-to-backs here. But basically... After Wednesday's game, they're basically playing every second day. So Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So there might be, like that's yeah, that's one game every two days all the way through. So there might be a situation where they are sitting a game in the middle there. They've got a back, well, not a back-to-back, but two games in three nights against the Blazers at home. So I'd look for one of those games for maybe Murray, Johnson, and Pirtle to sit down. Just be aware of that. On to the Raptors. Gaz Trent, he missed last game with a toe issue. Don't know how long he's going to be out. They still play two more games this week. I think that he will be back, so I wouldn't be dropping him based on that. Uh, OG Ananobi's probably not returning this week. Hopefully, we get him back next week, but we haven't had an update, but there is a chance for him to return next week. So again, that's going to be individual situation based whether you drop, but there is going to be value here. Well, Malachi Flynn might be back next week, but there's no guarantee he's even part of the rotation. For the Utah Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich still out with that calf issue, unfortunately for him. He's ruled out a day in advance ahead of Wednesday. 
Um, they got two more games on Friday, Sunday, but is Bogdanovic with the likelihood that maybe he sits another one of those games? Is it actually worth holding him? Probably not. He's not good enough, I don't think, to hold through those situations. I also think Daniel House is going to miss weeks here. He's suffered a what looked like a pretty bad knee bone bruise, so I wouldn't expect him to play anytime soon. He's been already ruled out of Wednesday's game, as has Yudoka Azabuke, who has these long-term ankle issues. I don't expect him to be coming back at any point soon either. Not that that really matters. For the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma, knee issues. He was ruled out of the Saturday game against the Lakers, and they said, no, nah, he's going to play Friday. Or he's going to play Monday against the Rockets. Then he didn't. So we have to be a little bit worried about that. Maybe Hachimura can be the guy, but Hachimura in the past has started, played 30 minutes a night, and not been a 12-team category league guy. So I don't think we need to get overly excited there, but it does give him a little bit of a boost. It gives Avdia a boost. It gives Porzingis a huge boost um, in terms of usage. So we have to watch that for Kuzma. And then Vernon Carey is dealing with a calf issue. He's just not going to play. So I don't think we need to worry too much about that. And that will do it after a marathon injury recap show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.